Um, that's pretty much going on with sports for right now. We'll have more to talk about, of course, in the next couple of weeks. NBA season will keep rolling along. And, of course, football as well. So, let's talk about some things in um, pop culture. Uh, the internet and things that we see. Um, actually, before I even get to what I, what I what I had on deck, have you guys seen any, any interesting things on the internet or social media that kind of piques your interest that you might want to discuss in the last couple of weeks? Um, Especially yeah. John. John seems to be the king of freaking finding stuff. <laughs> I don't know if it's free time at work or what's going on, but... Uh, I mean, just with rap, I would definitely say uh, Gucci Man with his uh, his interviews with uh, Charlemagne and um, Hot ninety seven, just to see his growth, how he how he looks at life, his ownership of uh, his mistakes, uh, marriage, um, hard work, um, everything about what he's saying and doing. It just seems like it's what many men attribute. Of what of a tribute of what they want to do in life in the sense of just you know having a chick that's beautiful uh, making a lot of money looking good being in the best shape speaking well uh, beating your past in that mis- in that sense and just really in a sense I guess putting yourself out there of just like having no fear of basically just basically stating like listen I did this that and the third it wasn't right, but today I could sit here and tell you, like, I know I wasn't right, but I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm just trying to do better for tomorrow. And just looking at what he does, it's just really, in a sense, just, it's inspirational. Uh, Josh, you think you've seen the last couple of weeks on that social media you want to talk about? or Probably what, what you guys both sent, uh, the discussion of, how other people who aren't of African or African-American descent using the N-word, which I always think is an interesting conversation. Yeah, I don't want to get into that, too. It's part of one of the topics I have on deck. But just to kind of uh, uh, go back to his Gucci Mane comment, uh, I saw part of his interviews, things like Mm -hmm. that, and I do love the growth that he has as a man. I liked uh, what he talked about as far as health-wise, especially. I think he had a... Family member died, father, or somebody, somebody died like forty years old. Right with with Gucci, he it was actually um, Shorty Low. Okay. That was his best friend. He died at forty, and Gucci's thirty nine. And he was uh, basically explaining that, and then he was explaining his losses, like his father passed, his mother passed, um, and he's basically explaining what inspired his growth in the sense of wanting to lose weight was when he was in prison. He went to go see a prison doctor, and the doctor was about the same height, the same height as him, and I'm older. And Gucci, I think he said he was 270. Wow. And the doctor was like 220. He was like, we're the same height. I'm older than you, and you're 50 pounds heavier than me. That's an issue. You got to do. You got to really do something to fix this because you can't be at this, at this age. And continue to think that you're going to, like, live and not have any issues. And he said ever since the doctor did that and kind of broke it down in that particular mindset. And just to look past, like, I'm a criminal and you're just looking at my health. 
it was just like that's when I was just like, all right, I got tunnel vision. I'm gonna just continue to work out, eat better, get in better shape to be able to do the things that I want. Because now I'm getting money, I'm being more successful. I actually want to live and have fun. Like he was explaining how he just got his passport recently, and he thought the best thing in the world was just being around his his hood, and that's it. But now he's actually going out and exploring the world, and he has the energy. And he's he says he's modeling, his he's he's married, he has his rap career, and he's looking good and feeling good, and just that energy is just like it's phenomenal. You're on top of the world, and I feel like that's something that a lot of people, low key in a sense, look up towards. It may not be everything as ev everything that what he's doing, but the ideas of what he's illustrating, is something that I feel like anyone, if not everyone could look up to and want to do in that sense. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And um, it was interesting. I think it was uh, Snoop who posted something about Gucci recently. I don't know if you all seen that. But he was showing a picture of him. I'm trying to find it now. But of him and his wife. And um, you right. probably he, seen it, He right? spoke about that. Um, he did, right? So uh, Snoop had talked about how... Um, she was with him through it all, right? Through mm -hmm. cheating Gucci. He says Gucci a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. But through, like, cheating Gucci, through grimy Gucci, um, criminal Gucci, right. uh, unhealthy Gucci, but she's still here today. Right. And she was sa he was saying oh, that. Yeah, I saw that as well, yeah. Right. Some of you, some of, some, I'm just paraphrasing, but some of you women mm -hmm. don't want to stay around long term to get through all this stuff. I think his thing was some women want to leave after a couple of fights. Right. Again, paraphrasing. Right. So, and she was around like 15 years, right, with Gucci. Or something right, like that. right, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. But through all else. that. She cheated. So, she cheated. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I don't want to skip ahead, but since we're talking about Gucci, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to come back to the end of that stuff. So, do you feel like a woman should stick with someone through all that <laughs> and then beat it for the end. Is that like the, the quote-unquote end game? Or is it like, you know, if it, was your, if it was your sister or your mother or someone, would you be the one saying, no, you got to get out? We're just saying, you know, stick through it. It might get better in the end. Well, I, I really think that it attributes to the type of person, the type of person you are. Because you could say this to a person who may be weak and who may not have the mindset to deal with all that, and you could tell them to stay, but if they don't have the mindset or the, the wherewithal to really help you, to mend you into that person, to get out of that darkness, then you're doing a disservice to the both of you. But if you have somebody who is groomed, who was brought up, who knows the trials and tribulations, who knows, I guess, the... The, the ability to see greatness in someone it's like a coach you have a you have a you have a student or a ball player who wants to do well but they may need to work on a few things but you see they have the passion you see that they have the the ability to do more so you stick with that person you continue to push them and guide them because you know if they have that guidance they're going to excel and get to that next step as opposed to somebody where who Want to, who may want to play or do that particular item or thing that they say they want to do, but they're just saying it as opposed to there's no action behind it. So I feel like 
if you have a woman who does have that coach mindset, you can do a lot of great things because they're willing to go through those things, but also coach you into being and groom you into the person to person that they believe that you can be or vice versa, as opposed to somebody who may not have those particular attributes of this basically catering you into that particular point in life of where like, okay, this is it in that sense, because there's don't get it twisted. There's people who may identify with that post, but they don't know how to shape or groom somebody into that particular post in that sense. You get what I'm saying? I definitely get what you're saying, 100%. I don't want to give my take on it. What, what do you think about the post? I think that's what people are authentically looking for, but I'm not sure they're going about it in the right way in terms of their actual actions. Because what will happen is, like you said, their family members will talk them out of sticking it out. Like, oh, it's getting too tough. You should probably you know, cut, cut your losses because you're probably attractive enough to find someone else of higher status or equal, right? Mm-hmm. So, I look at it on two sides of, of the coin. I try to look at everything on two sides of the coin, right? So, I'm looking at it like, you know, I definitely get the stick-to-itiveness, stand by something, see things through. Uh, things may be great, at, at, at you know, in the end. Um, at the same time, though, some of those things, you know, as far as, like... Uh, Especially the cheating part. Like, mm-hmm. is it a badge of honor because she stuck through him through his cheating and then he, at the end, married her? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that was my sister or my aunt or my mother. Mm-hmm. I would keep telling back, her right? that. What well, is this about Gucci? I don't know their whole story. This is literally just about what Gucci did and where she's at today. She had she had some things in her closet. It's this hasn't so, really been. Yeah, that's not this. It's not one way traffic. There. Well, the the post is one way, right? So if you didn't if you didn't know anything about anything, you just read this post. You're talking about this guy and this girl, mm-hmm. and what it says, right? So based off of that, I'm saying, mm-hmm. right? You're talking about knowledge. You have you have previous knowledge, but <laughs> I'm just going off what it actually said. Well, to be fair, most of the people observing his content probably had that previous knowledge. Okay, that that's definitely fair, um, and. Looking at two sides of the coin, if it was flipped, all of us stick stick around fifteen years through all that. Like, would you? I think it's just going back to the point of being a coach or a mentor. Somebody who doesn't have that ability to coach or mentor somebody, it's very easy for them to walk away. It's like you're in school, you have a teacher. And you have those teachers that basically like, okay, whatever, you do what you want. And then you have that, you go to that one class where that one teacher's like, listen, you're really good at writing, or you're really good in math, or you're really good in science, and whatever it is. By you doing this, you can get this out of life. Or by you, I understand that you don't get this and you want to be cool or whatever, but if you do this, I can show you so much more. And by somebody taking time out of their day to stop you and say like listen i believe in you regardless of you even regardless of you seeing it at that particular moment that's going to leave some sort of effect on you you're always going to think about it as opposed to somebody say you know what i'm out i'm not doing this right so that's a general comment and i agree with most of the comment but with with would you john would you stick through it and those in that type of situation well i mean 
it it depends like there's there's people i've dealt with because you say i don't talk about myself uh i think I've, I've i've had my my situations or relationships where i've been with people and i feel like there's women who may have done things that i didn't like and i'm like you know what i'm over it but then there's there's some where they've done things for me or i've done things that weren't the best or they may have done things that I didn't agree with, but I saw something in them to cause me to make me want to stay in that sense. I feel like there was something, if I actually tried a bit more or vice versa, maybe we can get a different end result. And I feel like people inspire you to do different things. If somebody who gives you lackluster effort or doesn't really give you that, that spark, why? What's the point? You're not gonna really. There's really no. There's really no sense of you staying there. It's. It's just. It's a commonality. But if you see somebody that speaks to you differently, that acts differently, that looks differently, that really gives you that. That like, wait a minute, you know, such and such did say this, and if I did did this that way, I would get a different result. And this person was right. You're going to think about it. You may not say to that person at that particular moment, but as you grow and evolve, if you want to do that, you're going to start admiring that person even more. And then as you grow older and as you mature, it's going to be second nature to like, okay, wow, I didn't, I didn't think this, but by being with this person is making me so much better. Now I feel like I have to return that favor. And now I feel like I need, I, I'm a better person because of this person. I don't want to be with anyone else. And I think if you do that and you show that, it gives you that sense of courage or ownership of really wanting to deal with it in that sense. But you got to, it just depends on how you do it and how you deal with it. Because it's very easy to grow complacent and just say, eh, whatever, give or take. And then it's like you're enabling that particular person as opposed to inspiring that particular person. There's a difference. And I feel like if you're more inspirational and motiv and motivational and, and to that extent, you could do great things. But if you just enable and just like don't really give your all, then you're going to get those results, those typical results that you get where this person is cheating on you or you, they may not be giving you what you're giving them right. or they're not really teaching you, teaching you anything different. Right. But that's... Why you get those same results? That's why they. That's why they say you attract who you are because you're doing the same things in that sense. I'm right, done, man. All good, I know, man. but it's just like I, I just feel like a lot up. of people. A lot of people get so upset over posts like that, like oh, you know, she's stupid or he's stupid and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, who's the one that's really not smart in that sense? Like, you say that this person's that. But you look at what you're doing. Mm. What is it that you're doing is so correct? Because you're you're following in the same you're following the same footprints. You're following, the same, you're following the same footsteps. You're getting the same results. What does that do? It's not doing anything. Right. But if you actually look at what she's doing and maybe apply some principles in your own life, maybe, just maybe, you'll get different results. Maybe you'll get that person that you were dreaming of, or looking forward to, or praying for. If you just change your mindset, but if you continue to follow whatever you think is right in your mind, then you're going to be stuck in your mind. So, 
and I definitely can concur with you in a lot of different areas right there. Josh, <laughs> Josh is funny. Josh is Mr. Red Flags, right? So he sees him come from a mile away. He's got like spectrum vision with red flags. I think he wakes up and sees red flags mm-hmm. out of his sleep, right? So Josh is always like two steps ahead when it comes to things he will or will not deal with. Probably nine, but yes, we'll, we'll go with two. So he's in my phone as red flags right now. So <laughs> Josh, how- wait, um. Can we not do that? What's that? You know, anything, you know, associated with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Especially in this city, so please. <laughs> no as, we're, as we're in the law office as well, so, yeah. No gang gang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. Exactly. Jazz would have told you, put you on that. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so... I, I pretty much know the answer to this before I even get it started. But if it were you and a woman was putting you through this for several years, these different things, would you be the person to stick through it and to the end to get to the, I guess, quote-unquote happy ending? And that's a great question. So I guess that was my main point about the context of the actual post, which is the most important thing. Because if it's that specific situation... If she also stepped out as well, then it's like pot kettle. So if I was in that situation, but I also stepped out as well, how could I get that mad? That, that's why I'm saying like the context matters. And okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So if it was like we both did wrong, then it might be okay. But if she's putting you through something constantly, you might bolt before. I mean. Like you said, I might not be around before, before <laughs> that. Because, again, these things don't come out of nowhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're telegraphed. Each person telegraphs what they're going to do beforehand with right. people. You know what I mean? So if you, unless you're actually paying attention to the person, unless you're giving them that type of attention that they say they want, so you're actually paying attention to them on that level, then you should see it coming if you know them, right? Right. And a lot of us choose to overlook it, and then we give them a, a loophole, right? We give them a pass. Give them pass. Right. Consciously, okay. and then you know, justify it to everyone else in our lives, right? I agree. Um, <laughs> always got to answer my own questions, right? So, um, and it's tough. I and and I, and I always it's it's weird for me, but I I always talk about my answers based off where I am in life right now today. I think we all do, you know, for the most part. Um, I think uh, several years ago. Uh, I may have stuck through it, gave him that pass, as Josh speaks of, um, try to turn a blind eye towards what I know is coming. And, you know, because of whatever, how I feel for the person, because of the however, which we'll get to later on. Um, but now, as life goes along, your, your, your patience goes down, and you start to get smarter. The things that you turn a blind eye to you see now. So I don't think at this point in my life, I could stick through those things happening, even though the light at the end of the tunnel may be very bright. I don't think I would ever get there because of what's going on in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's just me. That's fair to say. I guess my ethos and school of thought would be, What's the point of being together if you guys are going to date other people? It just doesn't make any sense, unless that's part of the arrangement. Agreed, 100%. Um, so I don't want to get too cold, too far into the dating realm. We got that coming up. 
uh, in a little bit. Uh, as far as the internet and topics and things that happen in the world, we're talking about. Um, we talked about this in the barbershop last week. Just want to make sure we throw it out there. But Gina Rodriguez and her controversial uh, N word uh, say. Or. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. Just to uh, kind of add context, she was in a, it looks like a, a salon, listening to a Fuji song from the 90s. Lauren Hill verse came on, and she rapped it as if she'd been rapping it for her whole life. Mm-hmm. And she said, Nigga, when it came on. She was all into it. It didn't seem like it was uh, something she hadn't done before. But she is of Latino descent. So then it became a controversy on who should be allowed to say it. Should she have been, should she have been allowed to say it? And an uproar about her saying it. Would she then apologize for saying it? Now, just a little background. Her in particular has... She's been in other controversies with black people. I don't know if you know this or not, Josh. No. I think John does, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But where the black culture has kind of came at her for some of her words. And I think there was a, a one time where she, um, they were talking about um, black actresses or something like that. And she like very quickly said, no, all actresses, you know, when they were talking about doing something for black actresses or something of the nature. And she caught some backlash then too because it's kind of harder for black actresses most of the time. So nevertheless, uh, moving forward, we watched a couple podcasts. I sent these guys some where they talked about who should be allowed and not say it. What's the name again? The podcast? It was uh, Kev on Stage. Shouts out to Kev on Stage. Shout out to Kev. Yeah, sure. Kevin Frederick, Kevin on stage. I watch a lot of your podcasts. Very, very good. Um, and he had like a little sit down with about 15 people and getting all the different opinions. All of uh, some uh, of Latin descent, some black people. So, Josh primarily, because we had a little bit of conversation about it at the barbershop already. But Josh primarily, who wasn't there, what's your take on the controversy, the subject in general of who should be allowed and who should not be allowed to say it? So I feel like a lot of people in our community, not not most, but I would say a lot, get offended by other races using that word. And, you know, that's fair. That's I feel like that should be your, you should have freedom and that right to feel that way. If the same way that some people, some people of Native American descent consider the team Redskins as a, because imagine if the, you use the N-word as for a team. We're not having that. And that's how, Detroit niggas. <laughs> and that's how and that's how they view that term. Right. So it's again, it's all subjective. But at the same time, we do see a lot of people in our community who freely drop it in front of people who aren't and actually use them in in the actual sentence as the the N word, right? Right. So again, it's like you're giving credence for them to say like, "Oh, it's okay for you to say it." You're making them feel comfortable around that word. So I I don't use the word at all. Personally, so I don't want. I never get any instances like, "Oh, I, it'll be." I thought it'd be okay for you to use it because you use it all the time. So you can't even say that. So if someone drops that, that's your conscious decision. That had nothing to do with me. You chose to do that. All right. So. So, so you. Don't, so okay. So also your other part of the question. Right. So. This is also a big topic. I would say in the minority community, us as a whole. 
simply because people of let's say South American descent. Right. I mean, if you look at the Car- uh, Caribbean and South America, they both, you know, got dropped off on the slave ships as well. And unfortunately, there are some Caribbean cultures or South American cultures who don't identify with being African. They identify more with the European and that, let's say, bloodline, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, because they all didn't get dropped off. Some did, but not all of them did. Right. Right. So there's there can be one island like Puerto Rico, where she's from, where half are identify more European and half identify more African. Now, in terms of world history, do you believe in the aspect that at one point there was less ocean so people could actually walk or all be from the same tribe? Like we all come from, we all have, essentially we do have all the DNA and both evolution and creation, we all all share DNA. Right. So the whole aspect of racism is conscious cognitive dissonance, which is outrageous. It's just foolishness to me, but so it's, like how, because we all have selective morality about certain things that we hold dear. So people who don't want to be perceived as racist, they have that shell where they hide in that that area. But if you go if you go all the way back completely, we're all related genetically, scientifically, spiritually. However you want to go, we're all connected. Right. Uh, I, and I, to answer your question, yes, I, I do agree with that. That at some point there was less ocean, we would all be together at some point. Um, so in addition, so after listening to the Kev's interview, right, then we hear that she doesn't really identify with that aspect of history either, right? As some Spanish people do, like we we see it in what in, in the Dominican, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they they truly they don't they don't associate with that at all, and that's their choice. But right. again, conscious cognitive dissonance because we all know where you see what you look like. So if she doesn't agree with the aspect of history, does that make it? I guess does that mean she really can't say it then, because of her beliefs? I don't understand why she thinks she could say it. I agree. Right. So that's right. that would be my question to her. Like, why would you think you could? After, especially if you don't identify with that culture, and the whole aspect of using that word, you identify with that culture. Right. So, one sec, John. So. Mm-hmm. I had this conversation with someone several years ago um, of, of a different race, a Italian, a white woman, and were you dating her at all? I was not dating her, but I was dating her sister. <laughs> Full disclosure. So, ciao Bella, <laughs> ciao Bella. <laughs> so, so um, she, you know, she loved black culture. She only did a black man. So it's not all. all Rap music and hip hop and R and B and all this stuff. She said it. She said it when they said it in the song, but she also said it because where she grew up at, product of her environment, right? Except for in her own actual, you know, house, her own family. But outside of that, it'd be like, yo, the niggas coming down the street right now because the street she was running with some black kids coming down the street. You know, that's where she was at. But I eventually, you know, I didn't know her for a long, long time, like, like her growing up. But when I got to meet her, I said, why do you say that? And she said, well, because, you know, that's what I always said. It's where I grew up at. It's what I know. It's music I listen to. And I don't think it's wrong because of who I am. And then I said, why do you want to say it? Wonderful question. And she said, because everybody else says it. So I came to a conclusion that the other races just think it's a cool thing to say. Well, yeah. Right? And they just feel like if they're not saying it, they're not in with the in crowd. 
are keeping up with the Joneses, I guess. And to me, that's a very uh, closed-minded and naive way of thinking without thinking of the connotations that go with your saying and where the word came from. You're looking at the word of 2019 like, I heard nigga and amigo song. Instead of looking at it where it came from, you know, in the beginning. Nigger. Right. So I just feel like just saying I want to say it because it's cool, for me it's not enough justification for you to think it's okay to say this word. But we had a small conversation about this in the barbershop on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But just to put it in the podcast, what are your thoughts on the Gina Rodriguez controversy and who should be allowed to say it or not say it? Um, well, first, uh, there was one part I think you left out when she thought it was not a big deal to say it in a song because um, she was just she felt like she was just reciting a song. And um, just looking at, uh, I think Trevor Noah brought up a great point on the Breakfast Club this morning about um, the Pacific word. Uh, it's something I don't really use as much either. It's just I never really had a reason to. Um, but I think what he basically, what he brought up was just brilliant in a sense. How could you be so naive in a sense of not knowing the ask, the effect of you saying that and thinking it will be okay? It's like somebody saying a bad word and not knowing and pretending like, oh, I didn't know that there was there was any negative connotation to you saying that. So it's just like you understand the idea of what the word is, and then you kind of hide behind the aspect of like ignoring the fact of like, oh, I didn't think it was a big deal, but you know what the word does to people. Because if it was, if that was the case, you would openly say it in a right. free in a free manner. Right. So I think. Um, she was somewhat deceiving in that matter by her saying it in that way. And I think in regards to the word, like I, like just going back to what I said last week, I think it just depends on how you present the word. Like, like what is your, what, like, how are you saying it and what are you, and why are you saying it? Because some people may feel like it's just a song and they may feel like they feel cool they feel the energy of just the power of what it what it involves just based off what we did the based off of what we've done in music but you i feel like a lot of people hide behind that idea the ideal because yeah it's in songs but what do you mean by when you say it is it are you really like is it really like all play and fun or is it just something to disrespect the whole entire well i mean there's really one race but in the sense of how we're brought up in the united states right 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 right, right. of like are you trying to disrespect what black people have gone through in the united states and what we have what we've been through or is it just something is it really just like oh i'm just doing it because i feel like it's cool yeah like a chic it's a perpetual chic right, right. we're all saying the same thing they don't because they think it's cool right but i don't honestly think she was saying it because it was cool, based off of her how she presented it. Okay, I feel like the, I feel like how you say things, is how you're judged. Okay, and I feel like the way she explained it was kind of like a media trained response to where like, okay, well, I really didn't think it was that big of a deal, blah blah blah, 
but how she presented it, it I feel like she was fully aware of what she was doing and either this was some sort of publicity stunt to bring attention to her like that um Tony Lauren person you know what I'm talking about the one the girl who had the YouTube channel and she always speaks about like being white Okay. Oh yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about the yes, blonde yes. hair girl. She was yes, yes. For Trump and all that. A couple years ago, yeah, a couple her. months ago, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and how she would play victim whenever people right. would make fun of her, try to right. bring her down. Right. But then when she would be on her show, she would basically do the opposite mm -hmm. and hide behind it. But then when people are judging her, she'd be like, "Wait, I'm the victim." They play right. the victim game, and I think that's exactly what this particular young lady is doing. She's playing the victim when she all when she does know what she did is wrong. Right. She should not have done it. She should have never said it. And I don't think you should just put yourself on camera and really feel like you could you have the need to say the word. And post it. And then post it and think nothing was gonna happen. That's just completely oblivious. Yeah, that was a series of conscious decisions. Right. She did that on purpose. So she she assaulted and then played the victim. Right. Which is what we see a lot, especially unfortunately with let's say racial crimes. Right. It's a great segue. Racial crimes. So, uh, we all saw the video. Uh, you sent it, I sent it. Mm -hmm. Of the cop with, uh, I guess, the white perpetrator. But the cop was scared of the perpetrator. Right? And the guy was constantly coming forward. And a cop was constantly backing up. He has, like, a weapon in his hand. He's yelling. He's screaming. He's making threats. And this cop is doing nothing. When you see that, how does that make you feel? John? And this is, you said this is based off of the, the person doing harm to the cop? No. Or the cop? When you see the cop with another person of another race, a white person, uh -huh. and clearly... In violation of the law, threatening the cop, has a weapon in his hand, mm -hmm. and the cop not doing anything, or actually almost running scared. Mm -hmm. As a black person who has seen the opposite in a lot of different cases, how does that make you feel? I mean, I feel like that's a gray area in regards to um, how people are taught to react to police. I feel like this is, this is an example that Jazz always brings up in the shop on how people, especially nowadays, especially young people, are basically taught to disrespect people of law enforcement. And um, if they're pulled over, they have to ask all these questions, they talk back, and they basically make the situation worse. And I hate to say it, when it, when it comes to being a young black male or a young black woman, mm -hmm. I mean, they're taught to make it look like that we're the enemy and that we're going to hurt them as opposed to them hurting us in most cases. Mm -hmm. And if you're at a traffic stop and they come pull you over there, they may be profiling you, but now you have that edge where like, okay, why are you, why are you looking at me? Why are you talking like that way? Why are you do this? And you, you're talking back and you might, I'm not defending cops. I'm not defending on what they do is right. But you also got to realize being a cop or officer or whatever you want to call it, is a very tough job, and you don't know the type of trauma that they dealt with within that day. They may have seen a baby die. They may have seen um, a kid fall off a bridge, or whatever, whatever the case may be. You don't know what they what they just dealt with before they came to you, or before they came to your car. 
And once again, I'm not trying to um, be the advocate for blue lives or whatever, but in that sense, you gotta. I think you gotta be a little bit more smarter on how you approach people of law enforcement. And I feel like I'm not saying it's going to automatically stop what's going on in regards to people dying or getting hurt or getting shot or whatever the case may be. But I think it can honestly save more of our lives if we give more of a calm approach to when we are pulled over as opposed to being as respectful as we can be as opposed to being disrespectful to someone of law enforcement because at the end of the day that's that's just what we have to abide by in that sense and i feel like we could save a lot more lives if we do that as opposed to trying to fight back somebody who is legally authorized to use a weapon as opposed to you who is not okay especially in new jersey new york so the specific video you saw it we sent it what did you think when you saw it well it actually reminded me of a video I saw this summer of something similar, except it was a, a white guy who was naked, and the police officer was just running away from him. Literally doing the same thing. Right. So, and if it was anyone else, who, let's say, looked like us. Right. I mean, lethal force already. Right. So there's that inconsistency there. So that's, that's number one. But number two... As a son of an attorney, I've always been polite to police because let's be honest, not all police are like that. It's only these specific police. So I'm just curious from the, you know, the fraternal order of police in terms of those different precincts and departments, how was that part of your training? Because surely if the police can't screen these people who are literally murdering, murdering people in their own homes, right, and you're giving them guns, how is the screening for, you know, act people, you know, consumers getting guns if the police can't even do it? So right. that's, that's an issue. Number three, I'm actually curious to see what would happen if just overnight, like adding on to your point, if people were more respectful to police, what would happen just in general? Now, at the same time, there are a lot of cases where a police will come do a, a just a simple stop and search, but with their gun drawn. So I, I don't understand how you, you know, how you even justify to even do that, because I feel like every time you, you know, take your gun out the holster and fire it, you have to report it. You at least have to do that in the FBI. Right. So that's my question. Because essentially the the, the, the purpose of police is to protect everyone's rights. Right. But by killing them for doing nothing, you're violating those rights. So unless police, these specific police, not all police, but these police who consciously do these actions, the people who train them, or specifically, the, obviously the people who did it, should go to jail for life. So it's a life for a life. You're not getting a death penalty, but you're going to spend the rest of your life in jail. So you took that person away from their family, the the law is going to take you away from yours, but you're get to be alive and think about it. Um, the specific video, because that was a question, like Josh said, I did see the other video as well, and it made me feel that had that been another a person of another race, minority, that it wouldn't have ended the same way. And that's just my feeling from watching the video. Um... I think you raised a good point about 
the screenings and the trainings of these officers. And I don't know what we can do about that. Also, anecdotally, so I know that, you know, she knew you barbershop and all that, radio and all that, but this is actually also happening to people of every race and color. Yes. You know what I mean? So it isn't just black people. It's also happening to white people, Spanish people, like literally everyone. Which is what I was getting to. So I think within these trainings and screenings, here's the problem, I think, is that some people are naturally either prejudiced or racist, right? It's who they are at their core. Well, I would say how they were raised. Or how they were raised. When I say naturally, I, was about to I mean, who they, I, don't I, think mean I mean who they are at this point. I don't think point. you're born racist. Right. I don't, when I say naturally, I mean who they are at the point in their life when they, I guess, become a police officer. Right? Fair enough. So, if they already have that mindset, but through the screenings and tests, they're able to kind of hide it where you don't see it. But then this same person who never showed that they hated another race, whether it was black against white or white against black or whatever it is, now you're giving them a gun and a badge. So they have all this authority, and but the mentality has never changed. So inevitably, they're going to act differently when they go to arrest or pull over one race compared to another based off their their mindsets. And in some cases, they hide it well on purpose just to get the gun and the badge. Going all the way back to when law enforcement was created, right? So the hard part is them figuring out who has these preconceived notions about other races before you give them this much power and these type of weapons. And I think that's at the source, because there's always a root or a source of it. Because we see uh, a video of someone getting shot, and we assume that they're racist because a white guy on a black person, right? They may not even be racist. Could have been circumstance, situation, bad training whatsoever. However, they could have been racist for a very long time, and no one ever knew. And now we give them a gun and a badge. And that's a problem to me. I don't know how we fix those screenings. My one other point is I agree, as we all said, about being respectful and just naturally, you know, um, not being, for lack of a better word, an asshole to a cop when he pulled you over. Because I do feel like that can go a long way. Anytime I've ever been pulled over or had a run-in with the police, I, no matter what I did wrong or didn't do wrong, I've never been treated bad, talked down to, treated unfairly, based off of how I was talking to them. How you carried yourself. Sure. How I carried myself. They and, even And another they, thing, if a, a lot of what you say back to an officer... They can use it against you. So, in a sense, at, at most case, in most cases, by you talking back, an officer can li literally write you up for anything or arrest you based off of how you're responding. And it's basically best to just get them out of your corner in that sense. To ha so, as opposed to having them, instead of creating that altercation where you're going back and forth with them, it's best to just get them out of your corner 
to help you on a physically and financial standpoint. Right. (laughs) So, you know, in a nutshell, I think that, you know, his experiment, he said, what if we all were polite or um, respectful Mm -hmm. to the officers, respect their badge, so to speak? You know, what will be the statistics, I guess, and the numbers of shootings or things of that nature? I think it is something that we all should try. However, I do think there should be more stringent screenings and trainings for these officers. And punishments. And punishments to fit the crime. Right. (laughs) Uh, If all the punishment is paid leave. Right. That's, that's a little best vacation. That's not even a slap on the wrist. That is a vacation. Right. It's a literal vacation. So I just think that some of those things come in place. And we can be halfway. You know, we can be respectful, abide by the law as much as possible. But if we do break one, be respectful. But also make sure that you're doing your job the right way. So hopefully over time we can fix this. But that video in particular, if anyone ever seen it, it does kind of shed a bad light on police officers when it comes to race relations. That's true. And I would say these type of instances are examples of terrible police work. Clearly, you're not trained to do that. And again, if you are, we have to look at the people who trained you. Right. And I would love to get a follow-up. I wish I could to find out, again, that video was viral, was live. Was there any punishment for that police officer for letting that person just, you know, threaten him with a weapon and not even, like, pulling out a handcuff or anything like that? You know, who knows? So, it's an ongoing problem in the United States of America, and actually most countries, not just United States of America, um, that hopefully will get, you know, better over time as, you know, we go into new generations and, and kids get older and maybe they can deal with less than what we're dealing with now. And thank you for bringing that up. So, it actually reminds me of the plug that I wanted to do for number one, my father. So, what up, dad? So, we're actually in his office now. So, shout out to H. Lee wearing Esquire. So, it was actually my idea to come up with a podcast and a book for him to write and we'll probably end up co-writing it up for how do people to, you know, go through life without having any issues with the law. So, thinking about life from an attorney's point of view. So, simply, as we're all saying, all of our attorneys, if we had attorneys, they would say be polite to the police. And just like how you said, things can be used against you. So you can just say, well, my attorney, did, you know, suggests that I don't answer that without him present. Done. Right? Something simple as that. So, and then you actually, you actually reminded me about another viral video that I saw of an actual officer planning drugs on people that he was stopping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on his body cam. I think I saw that, yeah. yeah. Like, how... You, you you have a body cam, and you're still right. doing that. Yeah, that was that was crazy. So, and that was to anyone, not just not just black people. Most, actually, I think everyone in that video was white. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, am I seeing it? Yeah, right. it just didn't make sense to me. I guess, I don't know if he was trying to get a promotion, but literally just planting, I don't know if it was meth, a methane or something. Yeah, one of those. And literally planting. Was, was Florida, I think. Yeah, yeah. Florida is a crazy state. Yeah, but well, what what Sean man always say? Everything can happen in Florida. Everything happened in Florida and <laughs> Bronx. Unfortunately, they yeah. are crazy. I lived in Florida for a couple of years, so I definitely concur. It's a crazy state. Uh, but I lived in Florida as well, and it's also a magnificent state. It, it is. It no, is no state income tax. I will say though, you lived in Florida in different time than I lived in Florida, right? Go on. Because you lived in Florida and you were in college, right? 
Right. So in Miami. In Miami. So shout out to the U. Shout out to the U. So your life. I'm actually a U fan. I've always been a U fan. So, um, so your lifestyle is a little different. I lived in Florida as a married man, at like the age of like thirty. That's a perfect age to be in Florida as well. And being a married man as well, you know, just food for thought. <laughs> Divorced man now, just to make sure, you know, that's clear. However, uh, um, I don't know. I think if I was 19 or 20 in, in Miami, I would have had a much better time in Florida than I did when I was there. I mean. I- but that's neither here nor there.